Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to Nerd Out. I'm just here in the editing studio, putting the final touches on the episode, and thought I might record a quick little introduction, a couple things I probably should say before we get right into the show. Uh, first of all, this is our first episode back, so thank you for sticking with us. Or if you're a new listener, welcome. This is this is Nerd Out. This is what we do. Uh, we do have a new host in this episode who does a fantastic job uh, first time around, so much better than episode one uh, that Rob and I did uh, about a year ago. Um, so, one thing that's really changed is we're in a studio now, and for this particular one, a couple of the mics peaked every now and then. I've tried to level it out, make it nice for your ears, but it, there is a possibility that it's still there. So if you're wearing headphones, just just be careful. It usually happens when either one of us is laughing um, while someone else is talking, or we're all laughing at the same time. It peaks a little bit, uh, but it should be fine. Now that I know that this happens, it hopefully will be fixed next episode. Also, there is just a blanket minus spoiler warning for everything we discuss uh, in this episode. Uh, Just also putting that out there, you can check out the description for full time codes as to where to skip to to avoid particular topics. Uh, But aside from that, that's pretty much everything. Hope you enjoy episode 13, the return of Nerd Out, and we look forward to putting out more episodes weekly. It's going to be fun. Thanks for listening. To quote the opening credits to that classic TV show, Welcome Back, Cotter, by John Sebastian. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to the same old place that you laughed about. And we're here to laugh about, (laughs) nerd about, and joke about all things that's going on in pop culture. We haven't done it for a long time. Welcome back to Nerd Out. I'm Rob Lloyd, and with me as always is the man who is actually controlling the knobs this time. (laughs) We are in a place now where there are knobs and dials. We don't sound like a really shitty uh, Skype connection because we are in a studio. Sandro Felcher, how are you? Oh, I am doing well, sir. It's good to be in the same room talking. Yeah, yeah. I (laughs) I, I don't know if we've actually seen each other face to face in a while. Not since Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah, that's a long time. It's been a very long time. There won't be... uh, when one of us talks over each other, the other person just drops off, <laughs> which is what tends to happen. A lot of time, yeah, we'd just be talking at the same time when one of us had to go, who's going who's gonna to chicken out? Who's going to chicken? Um, but San- Sandro, uh, the, 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 I feel a presence. I feel a presence in this studio. Mm. Is it, do you think it's time for us to introduce our very special and all-new regular host to part of Nerd Out? Oh, I think it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very welcome, and we are very happy to welcome uh, <laughs> to Nerd Out as a regular host from now until we decide to move on to something else. We get bitter and we get you know addicted to drugs, and then we have to go into <laughs> rehab. Please welcome back. She did such a great job when we talked about Rogue One, and we just couldn't wait to get her back here full-time. We waited an entire year. Jen- Spears, woohoo! Hello. Hello, thank you for having me. Very happy to be aboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the presence you haven't felt since, since walk away from the camera. It's been quite some time. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I, I like how we were talking before we came into the studio and you said, I've written down notes, Rob, because I tend to ramble a bit. And oh, I went, man. you have done podcasts with us before, right? <laughs> no. You do know that rambling is our thing. Yes. I have this weird, this weird thing between my brain and my mouth where things get lost. And I have something <laughs> sounds amazing in my head, but by the time it gets to my mouth, it comes out as gibberish. So I need to write stuff down. Well, we like your professionalism. We Step like it up. you're so much more professional than we are. That's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, uh, um, but yeah, it's been it's been quite a while, Sandro, because I've been OS and traveling about, and you've been busy being us, uh, uh, being Triple J's, uh, Sandro Felcher. That's how we have to introduce him now. <laughs> Name dropper. Um, and so uh, we've we've recorded a couple of podcasts while I was away. But yeah, we, we had issues getting them up. To- one of the reasons we're recording in the studio is because the Skype recorder just decided to stop working halfway through reviews. <laughs> so, oh, no. um, Classic I've, Skype, though. Yeah, I'll try and I'll try and get them up. We did a Wonder Woman review. We did. I think we Kong did. Skull Island as well. Yes. Um, I'll try and put those up. But in the meantime, yes, we're back. So that's good. We well. are back. And so, yeah, it's been quite some time since we've been together. So, um, as always, let's get back into it. What have we been consuming lately? And Jen, you are, the, you are new to the, uh, mm. to the regular part I get part to go first. It. Yeah. Tell us, what have you been consuming lately? Okay. So, um, basically, I haven't been, had a lot of time to watch TV at the moment. There's been a lot of sports happening that I've been watching. But I have been reading a lot. So, in October, it is Halloween month. Um, I do a thing every every year. Um, you may have heard of it called All Hallows Read, started up by Mr. Neil Gaiman. Um, oh, basically, the the idea of that is that you give people scary books for Halloween. I've taken it to another level where I only read scary books right. for, for oh, the month cool. of October. Um, so I've started off with a recommendation from a friend of mine um, called Heart Shaped Box, written by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. Right. He's also written a, a graphic novel called Lock and Key, which oh, is yes, yes, yes. really awesome. Um, basic premise of the book is, and there's an old a sort of black heavy metal rock star. He's like mid-40s, collects macabre, really, you know, fucked up stuff. Um, and someone's selling a ghost on eBay, and he buys it, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. So far, it's really good. I'm about two-thirds of the way through. Um, there's moments where I'm like, oh, you can tell he's Stephen King's son. But there's other times where he's completely different. Um, yeah, it's really good. So that's what I've been focusing on. So doing new moment. new works as opposed to going back to like classic horror stories? Well, or? in the, the past two years I've done it, I've pretty much only read Stephen King. Um, oh, and like okay. classic horror stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I think last year I read Vampire Diary, uh, Interview with a Vampire, Vampire things like Diary. that. Vampire Diaries. <laughs> is that a bad TV show or something? It is a very bad <laughs> TV show. I haven't watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this year I went, you know what? I'm going to try and read modern horror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So far, the next book, I haven't decided what I'm going to read yet. So taking recommendations. Um, what mm. have you been doing, uh, Sandra? Um, what have you oh, been consuming? Oh, lately? Rob. Oh, it's been so long. You forgot. What did I forget? But we rate things. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You're very excited about this. This is why you wanted to bring the ratings down. Because <laughs> normally we do ratings by Seven, seven Samurai. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Sandra thinks that's a bit old and dated. He wants to be modern and new. So what's our new like rating system? Yeah, so like horror, exactly. it's technically out of five, but we aren't allowed to do halves anymore. Because okay. what we're doing, from worst to <laughs> best... Because we massacred so we many. always did halves. So many, so many Samurais <laughs> were cut in half oh, God. or into quarters. <laughs> it was just... Yeah. On trend, you know, on yeah. theme though. Mm. Um, so what we're doing is from worst to best, it's out of five. It's like two thumbs down, absolute worst. One thumb down. You're like, you know what? Gladiator. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the middle, it's a bit of a shrug. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit of a shrug. Yep. And then one thumb up, two thumbs up. Okay. 
Well, I'm only two thirds of the way through, and I don't like to rate something till I've finished it because it's still got plenty of time to go downhill. See, see, <laughs> you're Joker. making a mockery of her reading system. But at oh. this point, <laughs> at this point, I would say it's a it's a thumbs up. Ooh, okay, right, that's okay. real good. So, um, Mr. Hill, you better you know the shrug thing. The shrug seems worse than a thumbs down <laughs> to me. Like having the the. Schmear is very apathetic, I yeah, find. Yeah, I think yeah, we need yeah, to yeah. find a better middle ground. But I think yeah. that's a, actually a good rating because normally, normally that would be a rating three. Yeah. And you hate getting three-star reviews in any show yeah. you do or yeah. any movie you do because yeah. it's just literally schmear. Schmear is what I would say if I read a, read a page and went, this yeah. is crap. Oh, wow. Okay. okay yeah, that's right. not even a thumbs down. It's like, I don't even care. Yeah, yeah. I want to feel yeah. something in a exactly. I want to feel something. I want to feel something. <laughs> so we'll, we'll reassess that that. that Third star. Yeah. Oh, like, it's a work in progress. You're like, I'd rather watch Transformers: The Last Night because it's funny over watching Triple X: Return of Xander Cage, <gasps> which is just boring. Oh, you know, I haven't seen it yet. I love Triple X. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> even even the even the second one, the next level with Ice Cube. I've only seen the original. I, I'm a big okay. fan. I almost was like thought about getting the tattoo. Really, yeah. the whole Xander like the Triple X on the oh, back of the I, neck. I'm, I'm sorry, like the, no, no, the no, no, arm no. sleeve. No. Not tough enough. <laughs> go, go the full you know, Islander or Maori. Yeah, because mm. I am. You know, it would be. <laughs> you are so Aquaman. Um, so yes, well, we assess the third so we, star. Okay, so we okay. Yeah. So Jen, yeah. Jen's not convinced on the schmear. Oh, right, maybe we enough. might turn it into instead of a schmear, we go schmear. <laughs> yep. Maybe a higher pitch. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. yeah oh, okay. Okay. So how about that, Sandro? Okay. A schmear. Look, look at that. You you are hearing right now a board meeting <laughs> going through our rating system. This is this is good podcasting. <laughs> I'm right, sorry yeah. I brought it up. No, no, no. This is good. This is good. You're a <laughs> That's part. What of I bring it. to the team. You are the team now. You are our team, and so yeah. your opinion is important. Speaking of opinions, Thanks, and they're important. <laughs> What have you been consuming lately, Sandro? Uh, A lot. An awful lot of things. But one that I wanted to talk about, uh, which I just finished watching, is the second season of Preacher. Preach. Right. The adaptation of the comic book series by Gareth Ennens. Uh, It's quite um, quite iconic. It's quite influential mm -hmm. series. It's very, uh, very iconic. Very dark. Very um, probably offensive to everyone. (laughs) Uh, it's kind of like you kick ass your Kingsman, but for religion. Mm. Nice. So it's ultra violent. It's kind of blasphemous. Is it? Oh like yes. Extreme oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I, I I have to admit that I am one of the people who have not consumed uh, Preacher, and I've heard so much good things about it, but mm-hmm. I've never done it. So that is one of my you know, bad Rob moments. That <laughs> yeah. Bad Rob. Naughty Rob. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's something else entirely. <laughs> um, now season one, I've heard that caused a bit of controversy about the fact because it doesn't isn't actually based on the comic books it's kind of like a prequel yes so uh sees the comic starts when they're in a diner about to leave Ansville mm-hmm. I think it's called season 1 takes place entirely in Ansville as Jesse is the preacher he meets oh, all the supporting characters right um before they go on the big adventure and that's what and preacher the comic book is their road trip across yeah. yeah so it makes it makes it really hard to talk about the comic because the whole arc of the first season is the premise yeah. which if you read the comic you get instantly if you watch the the show the premise is a bit of a spoiler <laughs> so it's really hard to talk about but season 2 does pick up right at the start of the comic, it's them on the road uh, just trying to find someone. 
Um, and <laughs> it's uh, it's being so spoily, not spoily. It's, it's I haven't watched it yet. Ah, that's uh, what okay. he's doing. That's right. Um, it's a bit longer than season one. So season one was ten episodes, but felt like thirteen. Mm. This mm. is thirteen, but feels like ten. Cool. Oh wow. Okay. That's so cool. it's good. It is AMC though, who of course do The Walking Dead. So they could ruin it at any moment. But before that, <laughs> um, the great thing about season two is uh, they really change a lot of the cast around. So in the comics, it's really just Jesse Custer who gets focused on. Tulip yeah. isn't really a character. She's just there to be saved a bunch. Happy that she is a character in the show, though. Um, She's amazing. Yeah, and Cassidy is the kind of like the comedy in mm. the comic, I guess. Yeah. In this, they all have their own arcs. Right. Um, as well as the villains, because they finally bring in some good villains into season two. You've got the Saint of Killers... Uh, played by Graham McTavish, uh, who is excellent. I don't know what else he's been in, but I think he's uh, I think he's good. I'm going to just quickly look him up, actually. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen him in something else. Maybe he was in The Hobbit? Yes, he was. He was in The Hobbit. Boom. Rob Lloyd, everybody. Because he's... I just remembered, I interviewed him for... <laughs> Name Dropper again. Nice. Name Dropper again. Yes, I interviewed him. Um, he's on... Uh, but yeah, I'll just quickly wrap it up. Season two's great. If you love the comics, you'll love this. They do stay in one town for the majority of the season, which is kind of annoying, but yeah. it's TV, so, you know, what are you going to uh, do? Who plays, yeah. who plays um, Jesse? It's, um, uh, Dominic Cooper. Dominic he, Cooper. can I just say, is beautiful. He is a beautiful mm. man, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm really happy that he's getting more work, but it does deny us, you know, a chance of getting season three of Agent Carter because he was great sure. as Howard Stark. But uh, saying all that praise, I think he's the worst performance in this season. Really? Yeah. Because he doesn't really do anything in season two. Right. Okay. So is that more the focus is on, I think it's just the focus is on all the other characters, which is a good thing because the other characters are barely there in the comics and he's the main character in the comics, but they focus on everyone else. But the cliffhanger of season two makes me believe that they're going to be going into his backstory and they're... Well, you've sold it. A bunch of stuff. Sold it to me. I've got halfway through season one and went, I can't. But then I was comparing <laughs> it to the comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now knowing what I know, I think yeah. I'll give it another chance. Um, also, everything with Arseface in this season is amazing. <laughs> and they introduce a supporting character that will first shock you, then probably offend you, but then you'll be just laughing for the rest of the season. Is it clitoris eyes? Oh, no. It's... it's, uh, it's Go on, tell us. It's... Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah! The whole ass face thing. When you think ass face, you laugh. Of course, yeah. it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's a pretty sad guy. It's a sad thing. So, so what do you? Right. What's your rating thing. system? I'm gonna give this two thumbs up. Two thumbs Whoa. up. Oh, <laughs> it's great. I mean, it does everything that you want from the comics. The action sequences are, are the best on TV, probably next to Game of Thrones. Wow. Um, is Sandro like the teacher that you knew you were always going to get a good mark from? Yeah. Is yeah, this yeah, yeah, is this yeah. pretty standard for you, uh, Sandro? I you... give a lot of high marks okay. for stuff that I really love. Cool. And then if I really Can hate it, I'm like, no, I love just it. get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got a firm, firm but fair hand. Uh, anyway, Rob. What have you been consuming recently? Look, well, I've 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 been on on the tour, so I have been on uh, the Netflix quite a lot and the mm. online content. But I've also um, uh, been doing a bit of comic book reading as well. So I've been ca- um, keeping up to date with uh, the new uh, sequel to the Dark Crystal called The Power of the Dark Crystal, which mm-hmm. was they've taken the script that they were going to turn into a film. They've adapted that into a comic book because it doesn't look like that's going to happen because Netflix are now doing a prequel to The Dark Crystal. Oh, they are? The they are, for. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. The trailer is up online. You can see that. Yeah. Um, 
And so I've been reading that, and that's been really good. Um, and also, I've been watching a lot of the uh, animated uh, films that uh, Bruce Timms takes care of. So mm. they're oh, yeah. the ones I've been watching a lot. So I watched the uh, the um, Teen Titans ones. They did Teen Titans versus Justice League. That was mm-hmm. a really cool one. And I the like sequel that to that was Justice League. Um, uh, the Judas Contract, which is based on an iconic comic book series in the 80s where they introduce a character called Tara, or mm. Tara, who uh, can control the earth and stuff like that. And she's actually revealed to be a spy. So she's Yes, Tara. Tara, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's infiltrated uh, the, the the Teen Titans just to take them down by Deathstroke. And she's like, she is a villain. And so they turned that into a movie and that was really cool, really good stuff. So I went back and bought the original comic book and read that. Oh, and nice. So that was really cool. Um, so but they're I'll, on Netflix? Um, I did the, uh, went to my site of uh, disrepute yes. and watched it in a way, shape, or form. <laughs> Sorry, that I asked. Not, <laughs> that should not be uh, done legally. And so, uh, stay in school, kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I will talk about uh, what I did watch uh, most recently. Oh, and I'm excited about, they've released the trailer for uh, Batman vs. Uh, Two-Face. The oh, final, yes. the second uh, animated uh, 60s Batman. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I just hear Batman versus and go. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, because what in now? the in the 60s series with Adam West and Burt Ward, they never did a Two Face episode mm. because um, they thought he would be too grotesque for the campness of it. Okay. They actually wrote a script and it was done by Harlan Ellis, an amazing writer, and they turned that into a comic book, which was amazing. And then they turned that into an animated film, which is coming out, and it's the last thing uh, Adam West did before he passed oh, away. Adam. And they got as Two Face. William Shatner. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Burt Ward, Adam West up against William Shatner as Two-Face. So that's looking exciting. We'll watch. Um, That sounds so... I'm so conflicted. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all your dreams come true, but you're kind of skeptical. Watch the yeah. trailer. Watch the trailer, and Shatner does brilliantly. He's okay, not. He's okay. not doing the full Shat. He's not. He, <laughs> <laughs> the full Shat. He's not doing the full Shat. He's I'm going to use that. He's doing the full Shat attack. He's going. Okay. He is going for the uh, the, you know, the quality over the Shat quality. <laughs> um, so what I will talk about very quickly in a long convoluted way. Um, Batman versus uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Now I saw that one was playing at my local cinema. Yes. I was tempted to go. But off the back of The Killing Joke and the other one that they put out... What was the other Batman one that they put out recently? It was Bad Blood or something? Yes. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like yeah. either of them very much. Yeah. So I, I wasn't the Killing sure Joke. whether or not it Killing was worth joke, I love the comic. I, I love the comic too. And it's amazing that a comic book is more cinematic than the actual movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the first 20 minutes where they add a backstory to Batgirl is just disappointing. So I haven't even watched that. I just start... At the point, because they wanted to make it over an hour, so it could at least be in um, you know, feature film, yeah, right. to show mm. in cinemas. So they added a whole other backstory, but it adds a different convoluted thing that Batgirl and Batman have an affair, and then she's there talking about him, going, "Oh, why the is curse of the backstory? Too yeah. many backstories." But then it gives this impression that Batman's going after the Joker because you know he shot Barbara. And in the original comic book, he's doing it because he shot Barbara and yeah. Barbara's a friend. But mm. in this new movie, it's kind of like they play the whole thing of, oh, he's trying to get revenge. Lover's his, revenge. Lover's revenge. Oh. But it dilutes the whole fact that, you know, he's torturing Jim and he's shot and, you know, paralyzed um, poor old Barbara. But just watching it from, you know, 20 minutes in onwards, it doesn't, you know, you're not, you're not infected by that. So this is actually good. It's a very fun story. So it's set in the same universe as, say, 
um, the animated series in the 90s, the iconic oh, okay. series. So it's set there. There are a lot of references to the old series, which is cool, but it's sort of like, you know, it's moved on. So it's Batman and Nightwing. Um, and they actually get the original voices of Batman. So Kevin Conroy's there and oh, Lon Lester's there as Nightwing, who hasn't done it for ages, which is great. Um, uh, Harley Quinn's sort of like, you know, she's been out of prison. She's done her time. She's now working at a superhero themed cafe to keep her, um, you know, to keep straight. But there's uh, trouble going on because Ivy's teamed up with this really weird, like swamp thing type creature from a parallel dimension, and they <laughs> want to turn everyone into plants and destroy the earth. Oh, and yeah. so they need uh, they need Harley's help. And um, it's a little bit sexy. It's a little bit raunchy. There's a moment where Harley actually uh, does it with um, with uh, Nightwing, and that's kind of funny and hilarious. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's really cool kick-ass fight scenes. It's really Low, um, really loaded sense of humor and works really well on different levels. Um, expands Harley really well, so you kind of see how she works with her crazy mentality oh, and how Batman works off that as well. Um, and it's a lot of fun. And it ends on a ends on a gag, like a really cool gag moment. Like they have all the way they're talking about Swamp Thing and stuff like that, and Swamp Thing comes up at the end, massive Swamp Thing. <laughs> spoiler goes, alert. Spoiler alert. Um, oh, yeah, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I won't go any further than that. But there's, there's a gag at the end that it finishes off, and then in the credits they do like an animated sequence and they uh, resolve it that way. So it's a really interesting put-together film and shot really well and beautifully animated. The animation's great. So, yeah, it's a bit of fun. Cool. Okay, cool. Fun. It's one of the stronger ones they've done for a while. What would you rate it? I would give it, yeah, I'll give it one one thumbs up. Okay. Right yeah. up the bum. Yep. Yeah. All oh, right. Just because you Kevin Conroy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Conroy's back and he does it well. Uh, there's a great. I oh, sorry. There's a great moment when they're calling, when they're calling in. Um, they're driving along. They're trying. They realize the world is in danger and they get a call from um, you know the space station where Justice League is. Oh yeah. And they're calling in, going. Um, so uh, is there anything going on? Do you need any help? And Batman's there going. Oh, we're just dealing with this issue with. Ivy goes, oh, do you need my help? And it's like all the lesser characters. Uh. Like you talk about Booster's Gold and Blue Beetle. <laughs> yes. And they're going, oh, well, we can come down and help. And they go, well, <laughs> and Batman's there driving going, who you got on roster? And he goes, oh, we've got Booster's Gold. And then you see Robin, go, uh, Nightwing go, no. Nah. <laughs> nah. And they go through a list of all of them. And so you just see Batman and Nightwing bag out all the B-grade <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, heroes in DC so that's pretty funny and there's a moment where they go to the henchmen's uh, nightclub so you see all these henchmen from previous episodes they all hang out and dance there so they dance? they all dance I want to yeah, see that there's a dance sequence yeah and Harley has to get information and the only way she can do it is if she gets up and uh, does some karaoke of course <laughs> cool. she does um, uh, Don't Leave Me Hanging on the Telephone by Blondie it's kind of cool Classic. it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun okay so I recommend it one thumbs up right up the bum uh, that's what you want that's it how many times have I said that so that's what we've been consuming lately what we do as well with Nerd Out if you yep. don't remember because we haven't done it for so long uh, is we do news and there's been a lot of news happening oh yes there's I've, been so uh, much going on. I've collected a little bit of news here <coughs> first one I don't actually have anything to contribute to though because we've got a Star Wars trailer it is the second well it, it's the first full length Last Jedi trailer, out. yes, but it's technically the second trailer they've released. Yes, and, and therefore did. I didn't watch it. Yes, because yeah. you did watch the one that they did at celebrations, and that's yes. all you do. Because Sandro bit does of a teaser. Have a policy. Yeah, that's policy. Fine. He only watches one trailer before, unless you're forced yes. to watch it when you go see a movie. Yes, or unless it's uh, the film that we'll talk about next. Um, mm. But yes, 
there's a, the Star Wars trailer. What did you think of it? Well, we won't give away too much, but no. I, I, I was really excited. I loved it. There's been a lot yeah. of people going, uh, it's a little bit spoilery, but I don't think it's spoilery at all. I think they've... Well, the director said that it was... Yeah. He, <laughs> I th- I he think said, we... you may not want to watch it if you don't want... Like, it was weird. It was almost like the fact that he then said it was spoilery when I watched it, I watched it and I was like, well, clearly those are spoilers. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought too much about it if I hadn't known that going in. Yeah. But also I think because of the way they did the Force Awakens trailer where you were led to believe that Finn was going to be the Jedi with the mm. lightsaber and this and that, and then you saw the film went, oh, that was really misleading, that was really clever, yeah. I'm now expecting this trailer to be misleading. So there's a few images and scenes where characters are talking to each other and you're like, Mm, I don't, I don't think yeah. that's actually what's happening, and you you start to nitpick the lighting and things There's like that. There's a little that bit of sleight of hand that you're there mm, going, okay. they're, they're manipulating it in a way, which is very cool. And they do focus on one particular thing where you're going, well, we know this character, we're not ready for it, but we know this character. This is their last film. We all know who we're talking about there. There's no spoiler there. but There's uh, no spoiler there. We know this is going to happen. We don't mm. know how it's going to happen, but we know it's going to happen at some point. So there's which, a moment where they for, play that. Yeah. yeah, which for me actually took it from me being like oh i'm so excited to oh shit yeah that's right that's, that's gonna it. happen so the rest of the trailer is mm. kind of like oh i don't want to see it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um they pushed along a lot um like the color scheme is yeah. really strong they're, they're pushing yeah. the whole black white and red mm-hmm. in all the posters that we've seen it's black white and red in uh, the the new poster that's just come out, and even in the trailer, there is so much uh, this strong, mm. striking color scheme of, you know, Ryan Johnson has done an amazing job. It looks yeah. incredible, and it doesn't look anything like. It looks like a Star Wars film, but it doesn't look anything like um, Force Awakens. Yeah, okay, cool. At all, which is what you want. Mm. That when you watch the original Star Wars film and then you watch Empire, they are they are in that universe, but you know, uh, Kirshner's vision and cinematography yeah. is so much darker and gloomier and moodier than mm. you know that that stark bright hope of um of episode 4. But you so, do get the little little indications of cuteness at that what that do we Porgs. know what he's called? Porg. Oh, oh my god. Oh, no. new... I can't believe people oh, are this contentious so here. The porgs look great. I think it's because we're coming off thing, we're coming off Guardians Volume Two with a bit of a baby Groot True. in the majority of that, Which and dropped. everyone's kind of going, "Is this Star Wars doing Guardians?" Um, and also, a lot of people are going, "Oh no, it's Ewoks." It's again. Ewoks again. Oh, okay, um, but, but yeah, cuter. Yeah, I still wish they should have gone with the original idea of, of actually having a, a Jedi set on Kashyyyk because mm. it was meant to be that. And we went, oh, "It's easier for us to get midgets than basketballers." Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm really excited by it. And what I like most about it is that Ryan Johnson has had no drama, mm. no problems, yep. no issues. Oh, I think he had a Unlike... bit of a couple rewrites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think he's in control of a lot of the reshoots. Mm. But uh, aside from that, yeah, I can they haven't really they haven't really shared that that much. I yeah, mean, no, but that's a not. new common thing. I think we talked about it before. It's a new thing that's coming out. Is that it's happening now? Is that a original director comes on and does primary mm, shooting, yeah, and yeah. then you know, it happened with Rogue One and it proved to be a success um, that, you know, they bring in a new director and reshape it. If it mm. wasn't for the reshoots, we wouldn't have got the corridor scene with Je- uh, Vader. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there's those moments like that. It, it's the way that cinema is being done now. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that, but for especially after the dramas of, like, there was the original idea, then they got rid of that for Force Awakens and then Kazdan and 
Abrams rewrote the script. And of course they wanted Abrams and then he said no and then they went back to him. Um, they've had major issues with... <laughs> With the Han Solo, Han Solo yeah, I oh stopped my. reading it because I'm depressed. Oh my god, yep, it is. It they, <laughs> it went from being, oh, we're gonna get a Han Solo movie. Now we're going, Ooh, oh, we're gonna get a Han Solo movie. We're getting a Han Solo movie? Question mark? Yeah, good please, luck, Donald Glover. Donald Glover's gonna be there. Yeah, I should have talked about Atlanta. I've only just started watching Atlanta. Oh, my oh god. it's I great, it. so good, incredible. It's- um. I wish y'all could see Rob's animations right now. (laughs) Yeah, why am I doing podcasts? I need to record. Mm. Um, One question about the Last Jedi trailer is that, you know, I love Force Awakens. A lot of people, retrospectively, don't like it Mm. because it's just a rehash of Mm. A New Hope, kind of. That's what people say. I disagree. But (laughs) um, a lot lot of people are kind of holding back on Last Jedi because they think it's just going to be Empire Strikes Back again. Do you get any. The feel. Feeling of that in the trailer? Look, like, it's just aside from it being the dark sequel. Yeah, I mean, but everyone, yeah, in any, you know, trilogy of this size, you're going to have that type of, you know, you establish the characters in the first one, then mm. you put them in, you pull, as, as Ryan Johnson has said, you pull the rug out from under them in season two, and all of them has, you know, everything they perceived as reality is gone. It's the classic kind of hero's journey, yeah. I guess, and that's... It's a three act. It works. We need it's an equation it. that works, yeah. yeah. It doesn't work if we have, you know, everyone lives happily ever after, and then they have more happiness. <laughs> other than that other than that darkness, yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot that I went, hmm, that's like Empire. No Lando for a start. No Lando. Mm. Um, I hope that one's been kept under the I do hope Lando wraps. comes back oh. at just some point. Does, yeah, just, just drives past and just goes, want some hot java. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know they're introducing a new cantina in Last Jedi and there's a book coming out in early December I think which is like an anthology series set in that cantina so they could do something with that they're the best um, Star Wars books is when they did the anthology tales Mm. from the cantina tales from Jabba's Palace they were really good Um, and yeah there's a world set on a like a casino world so it's going to be a little bit um, uh, like high art like tuxedo you know know, Star Wars um, (laughs) tuxedos and stuff (laughs) I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the new character Rose there's a new character Rose coming out who's hanging out and does a lot of time with Finn Um, Uh so yeah introducing the new characters new world but also the characters we know going deeper to find out, so that find out more about Kylo. So Kylo's to... still emo. If you're so wondering, Sandro is <laughs> okay, still he's emo. Totes emo. Totes emo. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And beautiful. He's look. I, I'm getting. I'm new to the Adam Driver. Oh, bandwagon. welcome, welcome, Rob. <laughs> well, it's a yeah, beautiful uh, bandwagon. Uh, happy to be here. Um, so yeah, he's and he is excelling as Kylo. Yeah. Oh, excellent. So. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, the trailer is good, and look, yeah, it's more sleight of hand than actual spoilers. Okay. And I love the fact that people get so caught up in it, and then they're so easily confused and tricked yep. by trailers. <laughs> oh <laughs> mate, yeah, they're, they're already starting the shipping for certain characters. Oh no, I'm going, God bless you. Oh, the internet. Um. So yeah, another trailer that came out was the Justice League trailer. Yeah, the third trailer. I think the longest. Yes, yeah, so I think it's. I think the it's the longest last one as well. Yeah, yeah, it's the last trailer before it comes out in November. This one, uh, finally lets us know that Henry Cavill is actually in this movie. <laughs> Um, uh, for a very brief moment. No black suit, though, which I'm quite disappointed no, by. But, no, uh, it's more like dream sequence Cavill, and he's got his CGI mo off. Yes. <laughs> we all know. He was, he's, he's got shooting... a CGI mo off this time. Yes, he's mm. shooting He's shooting uh, Mission Impossible mm. 6. Um, yes. And for that, he grew a moustache. Yep. <laughs> and because I had to go back and do massive reshoots, obviously, because of the tragedy that happened with Zack Snyder and uh, uh, Joss Whedon taking over, they've gone into massive reshoots. Yep. That was only meant to be a couple of weeks. It's been going for months. It's been going for months. They've redone pretty much all of Cyclops' scenes, apparently. Yeah. So... 
it is com- it's a complete everyone's there going oh it's just a touch up <laughs> it is a complete rewrite <laughs> yes as wow. if you watch that first trailer that they did at um uh, comic-con last year mm. and watch this most recent one they are two completely different it's films. very very different so the yeah. first thing that struck me as different a lot more aquaman which is good yes i think yeah, yeah, yeah. um a lot more of aquaman in the water yes yeah. yes That's what you um, want to see. and it does feel a bit more josh whedon-y it is so josh whedon the last couple of trailers you've been seeing the whedon weed its way in <laughs> yeah good yeah, see what weed it in its way weed in weed its way in uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah it's a lot brighter just the mm. colour palette is gone like um, Snyder's grey grey blackish grey colour scheme that he had in <laughs> yeah. Batman vs Superman and in those first oh. trailers it's just gone you can see light he's you know weed and showed in Avengers you can bring in colour mm. it's okay it's a comic book it's a comic book There's colours color. are okay it's that's not, the thing it's not a sin uh, and of course, Whedon has that beautiful ability to write what we call dialogue. Yeah. And so people mm-hmm. go, oh, it's just so sparkly and fun. Yes, it's, it's so much banter. <laughs> so much banter. Um, so the dialogue is good. It's snappy. Um, um, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit cliche, but that's just what you get from a trailer. So it's going to be interesting to see how the longer scenes play mm. out yeah. with Whedon's dialogue. But I think he's getting a writing credit on it, which is oh, that's good. Which I don't think he's getting a director's credit. But if he does, he probably deserves it. Well, he does deserve it because mm. he is. It's his film now. It's not going to be Snyder's yeah, at yeah. all. They've just gone. Snyder's vision's gone. Let's, you know, and now and that's it. Like Snyder's contract finished with Justice League mm. One. I don't think he was on for Justice. I League I don't think two. he was on for Part Two. Yeah. yeah. No. So this is pretty much. This was his last step step in the DC world, and yeah. now it's been taken over by Whedon, and they're trying to bring Whedon in as a more, you know. Yeah, yeah, which is... Shaping image. Which is good. Um, I don't know, like, what are your expectations for this film, uh, Jen? Are you, like, excited for it? Are you expecting so, to was, hate it? I was so let down by Batman v Superman. Oh, my God. So I'm just going, yep, Did I'm not going to have Woman? any hopes. And I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> I know, I've been, re- like I said, I've been so <laughs> terrible with going to the movies. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I'm like, well, I missed it, and I, I don't want to watch it, because... Like I have this weird thing. I'm, I missed it at the cinema. I don't want to watch it on a little TV. Well, we go and then I just put it off. Put we it might off. Do a replay of the yeah, Aster hopefully. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. God bless the Aster. God bless. The um. So, having not seen Wonder Woman, I really don't know what to expect. Okay. But the trailers so far, I've loved. Yeah, and, the and trailers... as you said, the color and the comedy, the fact that Joss Whedon's had a hand in it as well. And they've really pushed forward because Wonder Woman has been the biggest hit this year. Really, mm. uh, like the the everyone expected it to fail, and it has done so well. Yeah. Um, and so in the trailers, after Wonder Woman did so well, you clearly saw a change of, yeah. hey, you know that character from that film Bump you really up. loved? She's in this <laughs> yeah. film a lot. Mm. So I think I've just got to the point where I'm like, I go in with hopes and I always get let down. So if I go in with no hopes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, is, that, that is my view of DC. I was, I'll, I'll, I was let down so much mm. by the previous films by Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman yeah but I trust Suicide Squad took the colour thing a little too far oh, cool. <laughs> they're like let's bump up the colour you know like, what film you know the what saturation film, just you know what there. filmmaking we really like Joel Schumacher's Batman films <laughs> let's bring that back in Suicide Squad uh, um, so the, yeah 
uh, open mind. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm going to do that as well. I'm going to, mm. yeah, I, I'm, yeah. DC's my 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 comic book universe, but I've been burnt a bit. But Wonder Woman was incredible, and I trust Josh, Josh, despite everything that's come out about him <laughs> yeah. and his ex-wife yeah. and all that shit. Um, I, you know, I don't like separating the art and the man because that influences my perception of both. Sure. Um, so yes, I, I, I will. Wait and see. Even mm. though I am thoroughly disappointed in you, Joss Whedon, for, for, and your predatory, alleged predatory actions. Yes, just uh, have to say that. Yeah. What's it with all the predatory men at the moment in Hollywood? Oh Sandra? my goodness! Come on, Hollywood is. Uh... Where are all the good men, huh? Not in this room. I'm sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, oh, that was a joke, just to uh, oh, th- clarify that. <laughs> I've known Rob for a little while. I met Sandro for the first time today in person, so I've got, you know, jury's still out there. <laughs> jury's still out there. Rob's Sandro? fine. I'm fine. Oh, phew. Oh, you're fine. There we go. You, you, you get... Uh, you get a you get a schmear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite sure. With a big question. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now you guys have watched the new the new new mutants trailer. The new mutants trailer. So yes. it's the eleventh installment in the X Men series. Is this a film or is this a TV show? Great uh, question. Okay. I couldn't tell from the trailer. <laughs> Look at your face. I looked at I looked at Jen and went, "Is this a new series or a movie?" And you went, "Schmear." So it is a movie. Okay. Um, it's directed by Josh Boone, the same director from Fault in Our Stars. Oh Jesus! It stars hey now. Macy Williams. You're an all-star. Macy Williams is um not the lead, but she's the biggest name they've got. She's wonderful. Uh that's all I'm gonna say. Rob's gonna go watch the trailer. I guess we can just record his reaction. Can I keep yeah. my pants on? Please. Okay. Ask so me he's... a series of questions. Oh okay. <laughs> Rob is watching Ooh, the trailer. Graveyard. At the so while he's watching this... Need now thought control. One thing I quite like about this film is that apparently it's inspired by the works of Stephen King. I got that vibe. <gasps> As we discussed before, I'm all about the horror at the moment, so it was on trend. Mm. <laughs> I wish y'all could see oh, this right now. Because <laughs> oh. I love the, uh, the group of kids singing a popular song. Mind you, they, it is oh, kids singing guy. that song. Guy from but. Stranger Things. Yep. Um, the, 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 the photographer guy, isn't it? He takes jog, photos jog of my memory. the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. The cr- forget real creepy what his name kind is. of guy. Yeah. That's coming out soon. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Halloween. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, the mask? <laughs> Rob's face is just confused. It's a haunted house. <laughs> Rob's face is just saying, WTF, man. What the f- <laughs> fuck is that? Bunch of mutants. Put them in a haunted house. See what happens. Jesus Christ. Can Next. you shed some light on this, Sandro? What are they trying to achieve? Um, so Logan was such a success that they finally, the finally the executives over at Fox went, why don't we stop making the same X-Men film we've been making since X2 and try something different? I know, a horror film based off new mutants. Oh my what I didn't get was the... <laughs> I have no idea why they've put them in this haunted house. The haunted house bit is what confuses me as well. Are they trying to, like, um, I don't know, like, scare them into their powers, like, becoming stronger or discovering what they are? Like, I I just got nothing. Yeah, so I think it's supposed to be, like, a Weapon X type thing where they are in a facility and they're trying to, I guess, yeah, like you were saying, jog their powers maybe. Um, And in doing so, they're, like, they're teenagers. What are teenagers like? Horror stuff. Let's put them in a haunted house. Yeah. Um, that makes me kind of want to see it just to know, like, why. 
Yeah. So, I'm actually really excited for this. Okay. Because oh, of course it's, something, about it. it's something different for X-Men. Sure. I love X-Men, and I really enjoy New Mutants, even though New Mutants is nothing like what this film's going to be. Uh, <laughs> Rob, you should just watch the trailer. I'm guessing not knowing anything about the fact that this was going to be a horror movie going into it. Yeah, look, I, 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 it's going to be interesting how it's all justified within the realms of the you know, 20th Century Fox mutant universe. Yeah. So the whole haunted house thing, I think, is connected with a mutant, obviously. So mm-hmm. all yep, that type yep, of yep. stuff is the powers within this institute where they're all kept is all seeping into it. And so someone is controlling it and that's the big bad. They've got to stop that mutant who can you know, do really cool, you know, faces pressed out of walls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I grew out of the whole, you know, you know, hot young people being killed in a horror movie type thing. Oh, Never yeah, did. Definitely. So I'm still there. You're still there. <laughs> I think that is my problem with it. It seems, it looks like a kind of mainstream horror film. Yep. Which Very much so. Like, I'm not like hands coming out of the walls and yeah. Yeah. people yeah. wearing masks. Expecting like, it's, um, a, it's like a young adult, like it's made for teens rather than yeah. for the older audience. It seems like you know, the House of Wax um, remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the multiple remakes of Friday the 13th yeah. and Halloween that never did any good at all. Mm. It is coming out on April the uh, the 13th. So. It's been described as quite correctly, I think, an out-and-out horror that just happens to involve young people with extraordinary abilities. Uh, that's uh, literally yes. all I got from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Oh, we just happen to have abilities, but let's it's, make a horror film. It started mm. off for me, it felt like, um, you know, this powerful type of, you know, the young people haven't controlled their powers type yeah. stuff that's always been pushed in young adult fiction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That whole... And then that line... It's a haunted house. Yeah. Flip yeah. <laughs> it on its head. All right. Okay. We're going here now. Okay. This is what we're doing now. It okay. seems kind of weird, though, because they just released the X Men, new X Men TV series called The Gifted, which is set in the universe, unlike uh, Legion, which was its own thing. And mm. it's very much the same thing as like a young adult, a bunch of kids trying to discover their powers. But isn't Legion in the actual world as well? Isn't there like references to Xavier and all that? Yes, but no. Yeah. It's one of those but like Logan well. things where it's not really in the universe. This seems a bit like Legion as well because Legion's set in an asylum and they're all kept in there. I don't know. It is a bit, yeah. I'm just... But I... Legion is excellent. This could go either way and probably won't be good, but I'm kind of looking forward to it no, anyway. I'm, I'm of the... Uh, the X-Men world is something I dabble with occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot throw myself in, and all the continuities I just go. Oh yeah, the too much for me. Do not do not try and keep up with that type of sh- you know stuff. So the I watched the animated series in the nineties, and that was enough for me. <laughs> it had morph, it had jubilee, it had the you know the yeah. signals. Um, got a bit more uh, news to get through. Two quick ones. One is also based in the X Men universe. It's uh, Gambit. Do you remember uh, oh, in oh. X Men Origins Wolverine Gambit? Yeah, it was that was Taylor Taylor um, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, mm. it was actually quite cool. But they've um, uh, it's been in Channing Tatum's court for a while. For a long, they have had so many issues. Yeah, all, almost as many issues as like any of the other DC films, like the Flash movie or the <laughs> Cyborg movie. Um, so they did have Doug Liman. He left. They had another director. He left. They had yep. another director. He left. Uh, now they got Gore Verbinski. They were now is he's he signed in. up? He's signed in. Oh wait, no, no, no. He's potential. He's in, yeah. He's in talks. Because I hate everything that Gore Verbinski stands for. Because he takes a film and doesn't know how to edit it. The first Pirates of the Caribbean film is good. It's still a 
about half an hour too long. No. Yeah. And then the won't other, hear a word against that film about the first one. Mm. The first one's great. I like but the first then, one. but he, everything else. But he also directed a went film downhill. that I actually quite liked, despite the fact it needed to be edited by about forty-five minutes. Is the Lone Ranger film oh, by Disney? Nah. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, I, uh, like I did that. not like. I don't that. like Johnny Depp anymore. Um, like no. He's also done the American Ring, which I haven't seen, but I guess it's good because it's iconic. Because um, that's what makes a good film. If it's iconic, it's it, good. It's iconic. <laughs> uh, he put out a film uh, early this year called A Cure for Wellness, which a lot of people didn't like. I actually had a lot of I've fun with it. I've been told to watch that. Oh, that's the guy who played from uh, Valerian? Yeah. And, um, um, and so it's kind of like an asylum type thing. It's like a psychological horror. And the drugs. Mm. But it's also really long. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. I don't have time for this. I don't have time, Gore. Cut your films, okay? Hour and a half, in and out. Mm. Uh, so the great thing about the Gambit film is that, yes, yeah, so Channing Tatum has been confirmed because it was on the table whether or not he was actually going to do it. Um, cause they had a release date. I think it was 2015. Then it was 2017. I love Channing, but he doesn't seem to, he doesn't fit the the Gambit appearance. Yeah. And I think he could me. do the accent, but I don't think he yeah. could do the character. What I loved about Gambit, Gambit was always lithe and quite thin and with a big spiky hair, whereas... Yeah, yeah, the yeah the the cheeks in. That was me doing a cheeks in face. <laughs> obviously couldn't um, see it. But Channing Tatum is a beast. He is a tank. Yeah. That man is a truck yeah. and a half of full cream trucky truck. Yeah, look at that. He's yeah. got no neck currently. He has no <laughs> neck at all. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I adore him too. I adore him too. But I do, I I'm just doing a bit of research now. He's got a yeah. You know, I fell in love with him with Twenty One Jump Street. I went, oh, oh yeah. you're not just a look. You've actually got a yeah. He's got a lot to him. He was really good, <clears throat> briefly in Hateful Eight too. Oh, I haven't Spoilers. seen Hateful Eight. Yeah, he's got a good very time. good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he played the guitar that they smashed that was worth four thousand dollars. <laughs> what? You know that scene where um, she's uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is playing yeah. the guitar and then oh, picks yes. up and smashes it. They actually got an authentic Ouch. old school guitar and they were meant to replace it. Sure. And smash it. Sure. Kurt Russell grabbed it and smashed it and broke a four. <laughs> Hashtag Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we digress. That's anyway, what, yep. uh, and That's finally, what does. The, re- the release date for Gambit has been set. It probably won't last because every other release date has fallen through, but it's uh, Valentine's Day 2019. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. So, yeah, you know. we'll see how that goes. 2019. 2019. My goodness. Um, and last bit of news. So Han Solo film that has been... Down shit river with no paddle at all. Yep. They they uh they fired uh Miller and Lord mm-hmm. three weeks out from primary uh, shooting. Um, Lawrence Kasdan was not happy with their approach. They yeah, were, they were going for a tongue in cheek, almost parody, improv filled type thing. He, they were hired and they were told to keep to the script with um, yeah. with Lawrence Kasdan's script because he yeah. wrote that with his son. And apparently Lawrence, it's great. So. Yep. And so, but. What Miller and Lord did, they went, okay, we'll shoot the script mm-hmm. as script worthy for the first take, mm. and then just go with it because they 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 have done the Lego Movie, they have done Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah, they are the more improvisational, you know, mm. cutting together like that. They know how to make a movie as a successful film. Yeah, and they've got a great cast for improv as well: Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, yep. except for the guy who's playing Han Solo. I was going to say, like, not telling improvise. him just to just go for it <laughs> doesn't really spark confidence. So there's been a lot of bad rumors about that he had to have like he asked for an uh, acting coach to <laughs> yep. help him out. Yeah, they had they saying that his performance was <laughs> like uh, Ace Ventura, Pet mm-hmm. Detective, oh. all this Okay, now I want to see it. <laughs> now I'm excited. So um, apparently so, the early cut was unwatchable as oh well. Oh my goodness. It was really bad. Breaking so, my heart. Uh, Lois Kansan just went to Kathleen T- Kennedy and went, they've got to go. Yeah. They are not following the script. This is not good at all. This is not 
what you want in your franchise. And so they booted them and brought in um, Ron Howard, who hasn't gone over... Like, Joss Whedon was only meant to do, like, about three weeks extra shooting. He's mm. done, like, about two or three months extra shooting. Ron Howard only had, like, an extra month and a half. Yeah, I think yeah. they're wrapping up, you know, I want to say a week. Yeah, and they're actually... He's keeping the schedule. So Good old Ron. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's reliable. He'll come in. He knows what to do. He'll keep everything safe and secure, shoot the script, and he'll... Get yeah. the movie done. And also, what he's really good at, he, he was an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, and he knows how to work with actors. And so what he needs to come in and guide this young lead actor to be the star of the show. Because if he does not work, there is no film. I don't care how good Donald Glover is and his perfection. Woody Harrelson is amazing. Yeah. Even Emily Clark yeah. is, you know, she's improved as an actress through Game of Thrones. Her screen work, sh- <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. You know. I was thinking the other day actually about his performance as Han Solo, and it's almost a lose lose situation for him. If he goes full, just straight off Harrison Ford copycat, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, "Yeah, he just copied Harrison Ford." Yeah. But then if he does the opposite and goes, you know, different, he wasn't like Harrison Ford at mm-hmm. all. So he yeah. really can't win. He's got a lot of pressure. He's yeah. got. I Having said that, he could like, "Come on, dude, step it up." I think but, he's got more pressure than Hayden Christensen. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and we saw how well Hayden Christensen did with that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think he's got yeah a lot of pressure and um, yeah. certain fan bases. You yeah. Can't win. Um, so it's it, they've got an original. They've got a first cut. Yeah, they've together. cut the trailer. Okay. And the title is coming soon. What do you think so the title is going to be? Think or. I think it's just going to be solo. I think it's just... Solo? Going Slam solo. Slam it down fast. Going solo. Get the fuck out <laughs> of here. Riding solo. Riding solo. Jason Derulo. Ooh. Okay, um, funny, funny story, actually. I'll always... Okay, so context. A friend of mine does a bit of film work. He went to an audition. Um, that was... All he knew was this... Uh, it was called The Red Cup Project. Right. Mm-hmm. And he had a script. Didn't know any... Like, didn't know anything else. Didn't know it was for Disney. Um, w- the scene was basically two kids in high school meeting, like basic, really basic script. Went away, thought he did really well, found out he was actually auditioning for the Han Solo film, Red oh. Cup being a, Solo being a, a brand of Red Cups. Oh. So now every time it's like, the title is time, I'm like, Red Cup Project, clearly. Oh. Mm. He didn't get the part, um, but like, how cool is that? I thought it was a really cool story. A friend of yours auditioned. A friend of mine auditioned to be, as for Han Solo. He auditioned for Han. As, as it turns oh, out. Wow. He was just playing a kind of suave yes. high school kid. Suave kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, Red Cup Project. Red Cup Project. Well, yeah. Well, what was the, um, what did they call, what was the uh, cover name for Return of the Jedi? Blue Harvest. Blue Harvest. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So yes, that's all the uh, the go. news we have. We have had months away from this, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of topics that we uh, have missed out on. So let's um, let's let's power through these quickly. Things that oh, we've been watching, things yeah. we've been seeing. So I don't think we'll do ratings for these unless you really want to, because there's a lot to get through. I give We're, two thumbs up for no. I'm going to rate your review. Oh, rate the review. Oh, I like that. Okay, cool. A lot of these I haven't actually seen, been watching, so okay. I'm going to rate how you make it sound. Okay, well, right. and then I'll swap it around when we get to you, mm-hmm. you reviewing Rick and Morty. Great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, Rob, I know you've been holding back on talking about this one for a while, so I'm just going to let you loose. Yep. Doctor Uh-oh. Who Season 10. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> season 10 of Doctor Who was the strongest season of Doctor Who since Season 1. Oh, my goodness. Since Eccleston. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I abso- That's high praise. I yeah. absolutely... Yes. Not, for me, nothing has been more consistent 
in there's been some solid seasons some great work but there's been a lot like the highs have been high and some of the lows have been really low but mm. with season one that first season with Eccleston was consistently solid mm-hmm. beautiful work uh, and 10 achieved that for me was really solid even the middle ground three there was a sneaky three-parter yeah in there, a lot of people were a bit hesitant of I still enjoyed that because it really developed the relationship and dynamic of the three for me the best crew in the TARDIS is three the Doctor mm, and two companions definitely. it worked well with Matt Smith it worked well in the um, Patrick Troughton era um, and it worked really well Bill is a revelation um, Pearl Mackey is an incredible actress oh, yeah. and brought so much as um, as Bill um, playing a you know um, a young lesbian um, trying to find her place in the world and it was never overplayed it was never overstated it was played beautifully um, bringing in Matt Lucas who I've never been a big fan of I never got into mm. Little Britain and never jumped on that bandwagon I've never appreciated him really as a performer uh, returning as Nardole who appeared in the Husbands of River Song and his role in that was kind of schmear but they've really developed him and became a beautiful character it was great to have a TARDIS crew like the old days of the 70s and 80s where you had the Doctor and you had a modern girl but then you had an alien slash robot slash not really human companion <laughs> and it worked the dynamic was great the stories were consistently strong those first four episodes um the pilot, um, uh, smile, knock knock, and oxygen. Oh my God! Oxygen is one of the greatest stories of the modern era. Beautifully written. Okay. Um, yeah, Jamie Be Matheson. Cold. I'm going to say Jamie Matheson is the new Robert Holmes. So, mm. in my mind, um, so I loved it. Um, bringing back of John Sims as the master. Mm-hmm. He actually played the master as he should have played it the last time he was <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, Michelle Gomez as Missy was outstanding even better and um, there's been a lot of hesitation towards her but Michelle Gomez is one of the most incredibly unique actresses I've ever seen and her take on Missy is borderline definitive up Mm, there with Roger Delgado yeah 100% Um, and Capaldi is just a superstar. It is a shame we've only had three seasons of him. It has been an honor to have him as our doctor for three years and Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for um, uh, Twice Upon a Time with uh, with him and Mr. David Bradley returning to yeah. play the first Doctor. Um, so yeah, I've absolutely adored it. And it's just uh, Doctor Who has been struggling from the ratings and there's been a lot of um, anger from the fans about you know Stephen Moffat and the ratings and stuff like that. They've pushed it later. It's been screwed around. So now with Moffat leaving and sadly Capaldi leaving, we've got a breath of fresh air now with uh, Chris Chibnall taking over. He's mixing it up as well from rumours going around it's only going to be a 10 episode season uh, yeah. that goes for an hour mm, um, yeah, and he's yeah. got more of a writer's room structure to the show from what I'm hearing uh, okay. Jodie, Jodie Whittaker as the first female Doctor so Doctor Who is in a good place and the BBC are willing to take risks mm-hmm. and they this is going to be the the biggest seismic change in Doctor Who since it's since it's modern inception yeah yeah the change from um Moffat to from from uh, Russell T to Moffat was a bit of a change, but still very much like that structure of his first season was very much it copied Russell T's era, yeah. And there hasn't been that much of a change in the way of the style and tone. It's got a lot darker and more adult with season nine and ten, but this is going to be a, a complete overhaul, kind of like when it went from 
Colin Baker's era into uh, <laughs> Sylvester McCoy's era. Yeah. It changed everything around. Um, so that's going to be good to see. So I'm very happy with it. Mm. What do you rate my rating? Two thumbs up. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Look, looking back on the season, I enjoyed it. Mm. While watching it, whoa. Oh, okay. Really didn't. It was kind of slow. Yeah. So the first episode I loved was Thin Ice. Didn't think much of Smile. Thought it was just a rehash of The Beast Below or whatever the second episode of Matt Smith's era yeah, was. Yeah, Beast Below. Oxygen I loved until about 25 minutes in. Oh. In which they just, they told not showed and it annoyed me so much oh, that I okay. just I was out of the episode wow. for the rest of it um, I wouldn't say I don't like it because I like all of Jamie Matheson stuff and the mm. concept is great but that just annoyed me so much that right. I don't like that episode looking back on it it's better than stuff like Kill the Moon though you know which isn't hard to do <laughs> um, but like aside from that every episode from then I guess I side from Lie of the Land I loved um, the finale was excellent, as mm-hmm. you said. This is Capaldi's strongest season. I definitely agree with you there. I think Ca- it's the strongest uh, um, Mark Gatiss episode in a long time. Oh, definitely. Mark Gatiss's episodes are like a bad wine. They don't age well. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so ones that I did like when I first saw them, I've gone back and they've gone, ooh, that, 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 that's gone bad. You can, it's been corked. Mm. Um, but with Empress of, Empress of Mars, I think that's going to be one that will be you know, consistently solid. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think in terms of Companions... I wouldn't say it was as... I'm a big fan of Clara and what they did with her, especially in season eight. She didn't really have much of the development in nine at all, mm. but like in eight, she was really good. Uh, so I don't think it's quite as good as that in terms of, of in terms of companions, but the way they handled the TARDIS crew, I thought was stronger than the um, than the Ponds. Yeah. Uh, which is a strange to say, because season five is my favourite season out of all of them. Okay. I would say that's my personal favourite. Um, the both one and five have pretty bad episodes in them, but I would say that I prefer five. Uh, but yeah, like looking back on it, I enjoyed it. But while watching, it, I was a bit hesitant with a lot of the episodes because it felt like just rehashes of season five and six. So, you're, so you're of the mind it's it's time for a complete change. Yeah, well, it's the season that Moffat didn't think he was going to do. Yeah, and it kind of shows. But okay. saying that, the finale is excellent, and apparently him and RTD had the plan for this to be the finale of season ten. Yeah. So, and it shows. I like the finale. I like the, all the companions. And I'm very excited for the Christmas special. Um, yes. The Mondassi and Cybermen coming back were really cool. That was great. I think that oh, did very well. Um, the World Enough in Time is probably the best... Probably the second best Capaldi episode mm. uh, next to the penultimate episode of uh, of last season. Yeah, and I think the incredible. Doctor Falls is one of the best, uh, well, if not the best, uh, season finale because they don't do season finales well with modern Doctor Who. That's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yes, how, what's his? That's two thumbs up. Two too. thumbs up as well. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Um, I'm just starting this system, so you know I'm being very generous. <laughs> okay, well let's do something you can talk into. We've been doing a lot of gaming recently because I just got the new uh, mini. I thought you were going to say FIFA, and I was like, well done. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing at the I got moment. the new mini SNES. How is it? Oh, it's so it's good. It's adorable. It is like it is like flashback completely, because when I was a kid growing up, that's what we had in high school was mm. a Super Nintendo. Uh, I know a lot of my, you know, a lot of people I 
at the same age as me, their big thing was at university they played the 64. Yep. Yeah. Um, I Hands play, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't play the 64 at, at uni at all. I, Super Nintendo, as soon as I went to uni, I was focused on being an actor. <laughs> so I had no time for computer games. So it's good. Yeah, playing uh, Mario Kart, the original Mario Kart again, playing the uh, Super Mario World is great. They've got Street Fighter there, playing stuff that I'd never played before, like Yoshi's Island. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. And playing with the old controllers, because I've got a Wii. And I've been able to download classic games onto my Wii, but I have to play it with a plug-in 64. Yep. Oh no, GameCube controller. Is this one? Do you pl- is it plugged in? Do you plug it into a monitor to your TV? Yeah, you just yeah, plug yeah. it into your it's TV. Cons- oh. console. Yeah, you don't need yep. to plug it into like the wall at all. You've got like a okay. HDMI cord yep. and uh, a USB. And yep. you just plug it in directly into cool. your TV. Yeah. And this one comes preloaded with the games as well, doesn't 21 it? Twenty-one games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other, the the second one is Firefox Two that. Is uh, you have to unlock by completing the first level of the original Firefox. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's got uh, Street Fighter Turbo. <laughs> it's got um, Donkey Kong Country that I never played before, oh. and that's a great game. Yeah. Um, lots of other. I yeah. revisited Donkey Kong last year. It's, it's it's interesting. It's not as it's not as fun as I remember. It's no. quite got to do a lot of walking. Yeah, it's very similar <laughs> to Crash Bandicoot that just came out. Oh, mate, that's the fun, though. That. <laughs> it's really difficult. <laughs> I don't remember it being that hard, and everyone's like, it's exactly the same as it was. It's just that when you're a kid, you just play and play and play, and yeah, you go yeah, for yeah. it, and you just you just yep. are better at video games. It's really weird. Um, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ooh. So, yeah, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the SNES, and, um, yeah, I'm just... As soon as I'm playing any of these games that I played, I'm teleported back to 1995. Yeah, that's, that's what you want. Yeah, that's fantastic. I feel just like I was when I was, you know, 14, mm. 15. It wasn't that long games. ago, though, was it? God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, give that, I give that compliment two, two thumbs, thumbs up. up. <laughs> yeah. What about you, games-wise, people? Um, I've just been sort of playing a little bit of um, the stuff that's come out on the Switch. Um, Ooh, so how is the yeah, Switch? It's really cool. Um, started out with Zelda, as most people did. Oh, yeah. Um, I found I was a big 64 Zelda player, so um, Majora's Mask, Ocarina. Um, I I found it. It's stunning. The visuals are beautiful. It's a stunning, it's a stunning game, but... Mm. After playing it for about an hour and suddenly I had more than four options to click on. So like run, jump, attack, melee, whatever. It's like press this in a – like lots of combos. And my brain, I just – I like basic gaming. I can't Mm -hmm. remember all those combos. So there'd be an enemy running at me and I'd be like – Oh, uh, which ones shoot? But then that would lock the camera onto something, and then I couldn't see where I was going, and I panic. So yeah. it's beautiful, but it's just not not for me. Yeah, the age of open world. Yeah, it's, it's ugh. yeah, and combos. Yeah, um, Mario Kart's awesome. It's like now, is it is it Mario Kart new on one? speed, or is it it's Mario? new? But it it also it has levels from it has a uh, retro sixty four levels. It has Wii levels. It yeah. has um, the other one levels. Um, sort of revamped now but still have because the, same the thing feel. about the Wii U mm, Wii U is, levels yeah is that when you play uh, Mario Kart on the Wii mm. you can like save save um, uh, in equipment or you can hold it behind mm. you yes you can dual wield yeah yeah but you couldn't do that on the Wii U but they have uh, can you do you that can again? do that now okay. so you can have you can hold on to something at the back while you use something else. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And you can, yeah, you can be holding two things at once. Yeah, is it a double dash where you can play two and they switch places like on no. the uh, GameCube? Not yeah, I haven't discovered that oh, yet. Yeah, though. GameCube. GameCube. That was the only reason they made that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of cool. <laughs> I like it. But um, I am excited for Mario, Super Mario. Super mm. Mario's coming out? Yeah. yeah. But all, like, they're all sold out. I was going to wait for the. They are all sold out. Yeah. 
I'll yeah. wait for the next one. I they, guess got, so. they got a good slate of games coming out. I'm excited for Odyssey. Um, mm-hmm. The Rabbids one? Or whatever the Rabbids, yeah. Um, actually looks good. Come it, Super oh, Mario. That with some, it's Mario yeah. with, with Rabbids. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's really tower <laughs> defense type thing. Right. Um, I haven't played it. I, I do a lot of watching my partner play video games. <laughs> Um, because, as I said, I get very stressed playing them, so mm-hmm. I like to watch. Um, and that Mario feet rabbits is... It's weird. <laughs> it's like they went, what can we put together? This is fun. It's its fun. You should definitely play it if you get the chance. Um, there's a lot of really cool... They've got a lot of really cool like mini games as well that you can download. There's, yeah, and there's ones you can do... Like motion capture ones as yep. well. Yeah, all that yep. type of stuff. Mm. Yeah, okay, cool. so it's its a bit of fun. Again, it takes you back Yes. to you know basic gaming fun when gaming was fun. Well, that's what I like about Nintendo, and um, you know they get a lot of shit Nintendo because sometimes they make some very questionable marketing decisions and mm. what they do with their equipment. But um, for yeah, I'm still a big fan of how they try and keep their 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 stuff pure and interactive. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking get... of keeping things pure and fun, yeah. there's another game that's just come out. Um, am I allowed to talk about it? Are we up to that <laughs> part yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I'm, ju- I'm jumping a gun of, of our list so we can That's okay. Go. Don't have you just sit there going, oh, the conversation What's Doctor nice Who? Anyway. No, I haven't watched <laughs> Doctor Who, disclaimer. Um, I'm very Doctor behind. Come on. I'm still actually in, in Tenant. No, Matt Smith. Up to Smith? Oh, yep. yeah. Um, anyway, a uh, game that's been in the works, finally come out. It's been in the works for a, a little while and the release date kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Um, it's currently only on Microsoft, so Xbox and PC. Windows, it's and it's sad. it is. Um, the game is called Cuphead. Um, Cuphead. Oh, some people that are into gaming will have heard of it. Um, it is a, a run and gun indie game by a small company. I've forgotten the name. They're from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's a, your basic <laughs> fighting bosses. So the premise is your player has to fight bosses to pay back his debt to the devil. Right. Yeah. Um, but it yeah sounds kind of cool. But the the coolest thing about it is what it looks like. So it's um, think like 1930s cartoons. Yes. Like the old Mickey Mouse cartoons, hand-drawn. I believe this ca- the game was actually hand-drawn and digitally coloured. Oh, my animated. God. So it's, hence the release date was pushed back and pushed back. And it's quite a small indie company. Um, they did try to do something similar in 2012, but didn't have the tools or the money to complete it. Wow. Um, so they waited and, and started again. It's absolutely stunning. Um, the so they're inspired awesome. by the uh, animations of Max Fleischer. I can't Max pronounce Fleischer. it yeah, from yeah. the 30s. Um, but yeah, and they've also got a soundtrack to match. So it's 30s, mm-hmm. stunning. Yeah. You can buy the soundtrack. It's beautiful. Is it like, so, because this is Xbox and stuff like that, so the quality of the sound, it doesn't sound digital. No, no, no. It's like you're playing on a gramophone. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Just, yeah, imagine the, the old like tugboat Mickey Mouse animations mm. and that music. Steamboat Willie. Steamboat, exactly. The vocals are really distorted as well, which is... Which yep. is great. Yeah. Great. It looks amazing. The so, artwork um, is stunning. I don't have an Xbox, got a PlayStation and a, and a Switch, so I haven't played it. But um, what I've heard is that it's it's really difficult. Like right. it looks, people go, oh, it looks like a fun game for, you know, just to play. It's really hard. It's one of those games I think you have to just play and play and play until you get the gist right. and mm. you get good at it and you get good at the controls. Um, so if anyone wants to lend me their Xbox and buy it, <laughs> I'm open because I've been like obsessed with this game that I can't play for the last year. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, and it's oh, from Canada, and we love Canada. We love Canadians. 
Mm-hmm. Those Canucks, we adore them. But yeah, check it out on YouTube. If you just search Cuphead, there's like a five-minute trailer or something that shows a few of the levels. There's also a great video of a guy um, beating the major boss without getting any damage. Oh. And it's insane. It's like watching people play uh, Guitar Hero on like the hardest oh, mode. Oh, yeah. And their hands are bleeding. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, this is the same, but with Cuphead. Um, and it just it looks next to impossible. Yeah. But there's always people out there that can do shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, that's Cuphead. And I'm very excited to play it hopefully i'll have be able to review it next time next time something to look forward to in a future episode what have you been playing game wise uh, Um, so since the last time we recorded i bought a ps4 congratulations Uh, uh, so i've hello capitalism just been playing a lot of older games so i've replayed tomb raider the old one um, to play the new one which is also really good um and i'm playing horizon zero dawn at the moment which is good it's really good it's it's a lot of fun i mainly just got it for the upcoming ex- exclusives and for Star Wars because I yeah. want to play Battlefront because it's finally got a story. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna get that one. The new Battlefront looks good, it. yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm just into the, the... Like, the ones you just listed all sound like fun. Yeah. yeah. Fun yeah. games, not, like, not too serious. Yeah, that's why I, st- that's why I stay with Nintendo because yeah. it's just all fun shit. Yeah. Not a real gamer. It's, I'm not it's a real not gamer. A, we're not real gamers. <laughs> no. We only play the yeah, fun I, ones. I'm, I'm, I can never ever say that I am in any way shape or form I mean, a real gamer. I get anxious playing Zelda. Imagine me playing in like Bioshock I can't even watch. Oh. <laughs> it freaks me out. Bioshock. But it's beautiful and it's a great game but yeah. it's very stressful. Every, anytime so, I do a con and I'm walking around and people are dressed up in game stuff that's almost as hard for me to figure out as people who dress <laughs> up in manga and anime yeah. shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm playing <laughs> I was going to not edit this episode much at all, but I think uh, we might now. We found we the level. Um, so yeah, I, games, gaming. Yeah, so games well, good. Well, we haven't done much gaming talk. No, I we? think that's something we should definitely look into look doing into, yes. in the future. I wouldn't mind doing a review of Batman season two when that's uh, completely out. I think you need a good system to play that though, which mm. is a bit right. of a shame, and it's a little bit expensive. But is this a bit different what? to the um, Arkham? So it's. Essentially watching a movie and you make the decisions. Cool. Right. Is that and, like the, and there's a VR version of it as well. Oh, VR. Yeah, the Batman so VR is excellent. VR. I haven't yeah. done any VR. What yet. platform is this one coming out uh, on? I think it's on all of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a, a, a Wii. I, I don't own a gaming console. Not since my Xbox 360. <laughs> uh, PlayStation <laughs> Pro? Yep. Yeah, That's yeah. what I've got. That'd so is that fun. good? I don't know. Yeah, yeah it'd be fun. Um, I can okay. play FIFA on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, move through quickly um, the uh, the world of Marvel. Okay. So we've had a lot happening in the world of Marvel this year. We've had movie-wise, we've lot. had Guardians 2 and yes. uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. But yeah, Guardians 2 came out, and mm-hmm. um, for me, uh, it was fine. I'm not sure why everyone's like raving about it like it's the best thing since sliced bread. I thought it was good. One was better. One was better, um, okay. because yeah, everyone think, yeah. in this... Everyone was going through their emotional trauma. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Everyone had issues. Every single character dealt with their issues. And I thought they wanted to get through all that this movie so that when they before get to Infinity... Avengers. Yeah, before they get yeah. to Avengers, they can all just show up and be wise asses. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Every single character. Mm. Every single character had an issue. There yeah. wasn't one character that just went, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Oh, Rocket. No, Rocket went through it as well. Unresolved issues. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going through shit as well. He was actually. Yeah, even, right. even Baby Groot, we just—he wasn't able to vocalize it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, Baby Groot for me. Baby Groot was going through issues in the in the post credits scene. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Teenage yeah. Groot. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I never liked Groot in the first one, but I love Baby Groot. So I was kind of a bit sad to see Baby Groot. In, Turned yeah. into an, a teenager, which you know, I yeah, now I'm know what sure. all parents feel like when they go, "Oh, you grown up, and now you just yeah." yeah. Well, just Guardians just... Two is set 
like months, like a couple months after the first one, so sure. it's like 2014. So yeah. he should be full sized by Avengers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he'll be back to full size. I'm just soon. a sucker for like Baby Groot. I'm a sucker for a like a long winded uh, gag. Like where he's got to go and get the mohawk. Oh, yeah. And he just comes back and comes back. It's like that plate barrier thing where you're like, okay, it's not funny anymore. And then they do it again. Do it you're again. like, oh, it's funny yeah, yeah. again. But you're what a, an idiot. There's a lot more death in this. And I'm becoming yeah. a lot more aware this year the amount of killing they put into comic book films. Oh, yeah. Like after watching Logan, I went, this guy is a mass murdering serial killer mm-hmm. and we are meant to follow him as the lead. <gasps> mm-hmm. And yeah, then just like Yondu killing all the guys of the of the Ravagers <laughs> yep. crew with his thing and you just go through it and they're just, all these bodies falling in slow motion going, they're the bodies he's killed. Mm. I cannot in any way, shape or form really connect in any deep and way. And now don't play okay. father and son and make me try and feel something. Oh, that, that was <laughs> so That was so heavy handed. I could just see James Gunn going, hmm, I don't <laughs> think I'm making this clear enough. It's not time to, to make, make a change. change. <laughs> you could just see him punching you in the face going, get it? Get it? Yeah, we got it. We got it. Yeah. Like when um, Kurt Russell sings. P.S. Kurt Russell. Oh, I didn't know he was going to be in it. I don't yeah. know how I didn't know he was going to be in it, but, but I if, didn't. If anyone was going to play, you know, Peter, um, um, you know, Peter Quill's dad on screen, yeah, yeah, or Chris Pratt's dad on screen, it's going to be uh, Kurt Russell, of course. Yeah, especially seeing as he's kind of up until Spider-Man, really the only good Marvel villain aside from Loki, or the only good Marvel performance, I should say. He was great. A lot of them are fine. Like he was really good. Yes, like, he, he stood was out. Really good. Yeah, and that's why I really enjoyed Guardians the first time I saw it. I was like, this is amazing. I love this. Uh, Two thumbs up, um, <laughs> and then and then like rewatching it, it is very formulaic. Everyone's going through something. Everything's pushed yeah. so hard as I well. I didn't think about it that way. But and I also like, like how like when he's like Kurt Russell sings Mandy. Like yeah. then he plays Mandy, and then he starts singing Mandy, and then he stops and goes, "Don't you get it, Peter?" Listen to the lyrics. We'll go, we got it the first time. <laughs> yeah. It's not time to, to make, make a change. change. Punch you in the face repeatedly with Cat Stevens records. <laughs> yeah. That's um, what I'm into. I did like how it was put the entire film set in like one day yeah. uh, or two days. It's really fast paced as well, even yeah. though it's probably the longest Marvel film since Civil War. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Not as good as Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man Homecoming is so good. I'm Great. trying to block my ears with headphones on. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Well, we won't say too much. No, that's fine. Um, mm. uh, best cinema Spider-Man ever. Hands down, yeah. Tom definitely. Holland is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton is a genius. Of course. And mm-hmm. he's a great villain as well. I'd say yeah. he, like, yeah, be- on up par there with, Loki. with Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just incredible. Michael cool. Keaton just brings 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 the full Keat. Mm-hmm. He the, full the, Keat. the full Keat. The full Keat. Um uh, not, to be, uh, not to be... Um, with a full shat? With a full shat. Not to be confused <laughs> with the full shat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The full keen. The full keats. Um, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is great. Um, yeah, he was good. Like He it. didn't need to be in it as much as he was. But he wasn't in it as much as you get from the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, um, uh, which was good. But I think it's good set up for the fact that the next Spider-Man film will just be Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, the action set pieces were great because it's... Like, he's not him in the city. He's, like, in... 
That's yeah. The early stuff when it's just him in Queens. He's actually the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, it's great. And he's always calling back uh, Tony to tell him what he's doing. Like one of my favorite. He's there eating a like a bagel or something on the top of it. Going, he's on the phone, leaving another like hundredth message. Going, yeah, help the woman across the street. Uh, She gave me a bagel. She's really nice. (laughs) Oh, Um, sweet. Yeah, Yeah. great moment when he's like having to get to somewhere and he's out in the suburbs of Queens. So nothing to swing from. So he's there going, damn it. (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) Running through the. Yeah, yeah. which is excellent I would say it to my list. it's probably the funniest one since the first Guardians film Definitely. and I would say it's funnier than Guardians wow um, more accessible than Guardians as well I don't think it's like Ant-Man was PG I don't think this one is but it's more family friendly than Ant-Man I would and this one say. is purely made for teenagers oh yeah there's only like one death in the whole thing yeah and it's and it's done kind of a gag <laughs> yeah there's really good character <laughs> not Uncle Ben no, Ben isn't in this. It's like yeah, that's yeah. never funny. No, 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 we're never going to have that'll Ben. That'll never be funny. Ben's back again. I th- hopefully they do flashbacks <laughs> with Ben next one. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh, they kind of push the Marissa Tomei as the hot aunt thing a little bit much. I'm going. Let's nah, just sure. let's just have her as a character. Yeah. Um, and the the final confrontation with um, Vulture and Spider Man was the usual. Hey, we're a Marvel film. Let's have a massive CGI fight sequence. Mm-hmm. But um, the other stuff. Was like the, all the supporting kids were great. Yeah, all the kids were, were really wonderful, and all of the kids within Tom Holland's you know school world were great. Yeah, people saying it's like Breakfast Club type of version of uh, a Marvel film, and it's great. I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really fun. Lots of fun. I'm a big fan of it. Mm. Um, uh, what wasn't a lot of fun was Logan. We did talk about it. I just want to quickly say I loved it. You yes, we are in different play. For me, Logan, I just <laughs> went all right. Okay, if I see him kill another person, <laughs> or if I see another person die, I get it. It's in a dystopian future, but I just went. I'm just over. That's what I liked about Homecoming. One death, and they made it count. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, um, but just by the end of Logan, I'm going. I can't see another dead body. I mm-hmm. really. I'm becoming so desensitized to this now. There's no impact and I've just gone back and watched Blade Runner to get ready for mm. um, uh, watching Blade Runner um, hopefully tonight 2049 mm-hmm. is that in especially the final cut you feel every oh my death goodness. Yes. every single death you feel and you feel the emotional pain of it for Rickard uh, for Deckard and you like every death there's not a glorified moment of death in this sci-fi no. at all. and that's why yeah um, that's why I get annoyed about by watching Logan I just yeah. go uh, and Guardians 2 you just go I don't want to see a, a, a rain down a storm of dead bodies that just Yondu killed with his, with his even though it's awesome with his whistle arrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking whistle arrow oh uh, dear uh, let's move on to Netflix I think by the time we recorded I think the Wonder Woman review Iron Fist was out but we both said we're not going to watch it but I to did, review it yeah but then we both did watch it yes I had a lot of free time when I was on tour so I went through all of uh, Iron Fist yeah I got through the first half where it's just the the brother and the sister sitting around going what are we going to do with this guy called Danny what are we going to do with Danny I don't know what are we going to do with Danny should we do something no let's do something about Danny hi I'm Danny Rand no no you're not Danny Rand oh look there's there's um there's David Wenham doing nothing uh-huh. oh then he does something it's uh, but yeah. by the end of it I just went because my expectations were so low mm-hmm. i just went look it's 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 sh- it's not even schmear it's schmear okay <laughs> i have been told just not to bother so, so. but yeah. yeah but that's the thing but i never liked iron fist as a character oh, anyway yeah, no, iron fist is one of the worst comic book <laughs> characters ever um but with him within the the defenders universe i liked him i liked him with the others he's the drag okay yeah because we'll move on to defenders I hated Iron Fist and Defenders. Right. Because he does nothing that's good. He just, like, he messes everything up. <laughs> he is the point that the Defenders 
slight spoilers. He's <laughs> the point that the, the that the defenders get together. Essentially, it's focused around the arc of Iron Fist as well. It's kind of Iron Fist Part Two. It kind of wraps up um, what Iron Fist hand. and Daredevil yeah. Season Two set up. But like, he doesn't. Everything Iron Fist does in the Defenders just gets them in deep water. It's just really kind of annoying. Yeah, but um, yeah, you need the, the annoying one in. Um, um, but what I really loved about it is all the fight scenes, you see four different styles mm-hmm. of fight sequences. You see the brilliance of Daredevil just being able to be fully ninjuring it up. Just yeah, flips awesome. and kicks and shits yeah. and stuff like that. You've got Iron Fist with his, you know, um, you know, chief chi hand. <laughs> Um, and then you've got like the barroom brawling of Luke Cage, and then you've got Jessica Jones, who has no training, no skills at all, but just superhuman strength, and she just, just badass. She just picks up people and throws them away, <laughs> yeah. and takes a hit, and then knocks someone away. It, Same, yeah, yeah. yeah. just yeah. like you, yeah. Just, just like um, uh, yeah, I didn't love Defenders, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, look, I'm I'm kind of sick of the fact that all the titles in the Netflix series are the same. Oh, the title sequences were so boring. The, not, the title sequence for Defenders was so boring, especially just coming up after Iron Fist, which was even more boring. I just mm. went, give me something good. Like the Daredevil one's okay. I like the Jessica Jones one. Yeah, it's good. good. One. Um, and the the funky black exploitation seventies music of Luke Cage is good. I just watched the credits, and and as soon as Cotton Mouth <laughs> is no longer, and I just go, well, I don't need to watch anymore. Um, oops, spoilers. Uh, um, now, you, have you ins- have you tried to endure the the abomination that is Inhumans? Oh, it it just doesn't make sense because the whole point of Inhumans is that they're on the moon, but they said it in Hawaii. I'm already out. <laughs> I'm out. Hawaii, the moon, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moon. Um, I see it. The main character, Black Bolt, can't talk. And there's this one scene where they flash back to like his past where he... Spoilers, but at the same time, who cares? Yeah, I'm not going to watch Where it. he kills his parents by talking to them. Right. It's meant to be like all dramatic, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's um, well, is it the idea that if he speaks, it's deadly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so his voice is the most... like His power is that his voice is like a shockwave. Mm. Yeah, um, and that's Could do a lot. The that. other thing, a lot of the power sets in humans aren't too bad. You got a chameleon type character. You got Medusa who has hair that gets cut off within twenty minutes of the pilot, uh, which is real bad. But the hair looks no good to begin with, so it's probably a good thing. <laughs> um, the only good thing is probably Lockjaw, the giant teleporting dog. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I have seen the shots of the dog. The dog looked cool. And Ramsey Bolton's in it? Oh, yeah. he's like His performance is good. Yeah. But you kind of sympathize with him because he's the bad guy. But at the same time, what the good guys are doing is like kind of bad. Yeah. So you kind of sympathize with the bad people. I don't want to get too much into the plot because it makes no sense. But maybe watch it. Okay. <laughs> Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, I can't even. I remember. don't. Said this a lot today, but he's beautiful. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. okay. Not as Ramsey Bolton. Well, uh, let's oh, not get into God. that. Let's That's not get into that. God. But him and Misfits. Um, yeah, Misfits. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I'd given humans one thumb down, not two thumbs down Ooh. yet, because it's still kind of so bad that I'm laughing while watching okay. it. Okay, yeah. so watch it for a laugh. Like, yeah. yeah, but at the same time, it's not going to get renewed. Um, I think it was cancelled before it even went into IMAX, yeah. which is why they cut down the length it was in the cinemas for. No, it was uh, just crazy. It, it was terrible. Um, okay, let's move on to something that yeah. Jen can actually talk about. So you guys oh, can I'm, have a chat I'm about learning. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Because I've done no Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Kate, uh, my, my partner, Caitlin, <laughs> tried to start watching it when I was away, and she went, no, nah, I can't do this. I've got to sit here and watch it with Rob, and I've been told I need to watch it's, Rick and Morty. Um, I've stopped recommending it to people unless, I don't know, I, I, it's really, you love it or you hate it. Yeah. It's a weird show to get into as well. Yeah. I know I wasn't really on board while. until like episode three. I watched the part, yeah. and I was like, 
Yeah, that's what I'm What? Saying. I was like, yeah, Dan Harmon. And I watched it and I was like, what? <laughs> and then I rewatched it and upon rewatching, I went, okay, cool. And then it, it warms up. All the main but stuff that's coming out, I'm going, I need to know what this stuff is. When, all about. when yeah. season one was done and it was kind of getting popular and people were like, I haven't watched it, I'd be like, oh my God, you have to watch it. And then they'd come back and be like, I hated it. And so I've just stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah, it if you yeah, want to watch it. And see how you go. Yeah. I've got to watch a couple in a row. I'm not going to just watch the pilot. I'm no, no, no. At least watch episode one. Yeah. Yeah. I think two one. is probably my... F- yeah, like, I loved two when I watched it the first time around. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is just the voices. You just got to get used to yeah. how weird it is. Well, I think the pilot is mostly improv. <laughs> right. Oh, so yeah. him yeah. just improving and they am animated around it. And there's cool. a lot... Yeah. It's a lot crasser. There's a lot more of the burping, which you'll get to understand. And um, Yeah. And then that become the whole improv and the and the stuffing up lines and things becomes part of it and you start to like really enjoy it. Oh, okay. I just finished watching it. I, I, I watched the first three episodes that they released all at once and then I waited till all the episodes were out and watched mm. them all. Um, it's if you think of like the most WTF moments from seasons one and two, times that by three, that's the whole season. Right. Yeah. Like they go absolutely crazy on the parallel dimensions. Oh yeah. Um, that that's becomes standard. Like hopping between dimensions when something goes wrong in one dimension, be oh, like, all right, <laughs> pack our bags, let's go to this other dimension where the squirrels aren't trying to kill us. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> was so good. Yeah. The squirrels yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's just I don't know. There's this whole whole controversy. Not controversy. Just, um, I read an article about the idea that no, f- no Rick and Morty fans actually get the jokes. And if yeah. you call, and there's a quote that if you call yourself a Rick and Morty fan, you're a Jerry. You'll understand what a Jerry right. is when you watch it. But I don't know. It's like it's 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 a comedy. Like just everybody, yeah. just chill out. This is the thing with season three. I feel like the fan base has destroyed the show. It's destroyed the show. Oh. Like <laughs> the memes have destroyed the show. Um, there's a very um, a very early on. There's a joke about. Um, how everything Rick does in, is trying to change, find a dimension where the McDonald's Szechuan sauce that was bought out for the Milan movie is still in production. Maccas took this and re-released it, and fans yeah. went nuts. And then mm-hmm. they it just it just exploded. And then you read an article. It's like, well, the Szechuan joke was actually not about the sauce. It was about the fact that Rick does all this stuff yeah. for nothing. Like yeah, he's yeah. just he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um so it's yeah, it's interesting. I was saying earlier to Sandro how I wonder what the ratio of people that have watched Rick and Morty that have watched community. Yes. And that kind of like have that Dan Harmon background instead of coming straight into Rick and Morty, which yeah, it's it's just it's weird, I'm, and it's I'm, kind of ruined the season for me because it's got all this like mm, negative undertones, yeah. and, and I just and really find it enjoyable. That's the thing in the age of, uh, you know, the online fandom is that things become or gags or moments become memes, shirts, yep. merchandise possibilities, even before they've been given time to breathe. Yeah, you know, when we used to watch stuff back in the day, you'd ha- you'd watch it on TV or you'd tape it. And you'd find those people. And jokes would develop over years or months and stuff like that. Now they want to instantly create a gag straight away. They want to create a moment mm. that... You, so if you're wearing a shirt, you've got... Sh- you know, Everyone one. goes, yeah, Pickle Rick, yeah, man. Come yeah, on. I love yeah, that yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Which, mind you, is hilarious episode. <laughs> yeah, and but, a nonsense episode. It's hilarious. But it's the same thing with Doctor Whodom as well. Yeah. Know, or any type of fandom. The fans, some ways, are, you know, can be the worst part about it. Mm. But they are just so... Yeah insular they're so um judgmental mm. um and they want to make something of it yeah. before it actually is allowed to be something on its own yeah and i feel like that's the thing with rick and morty straight from the first episode there were catchphrases and yep. like the show just generates that because of like just what justin Roiland does in the studio yep. is incredible <laughs> he comes up with the stupidest catchphrases and they include it all in the show because that's the reason like a lot of people watch it um and then 
again, with the majority of the internet getting disappointed by season three, you went into that. Yes, you had Pickle Rick and Szechuan Sauce and all that, but aside from that, there weren't really any moments where you're like, I'll put that on a T-shirt. Aside from maybe Mind Blowers, but that was, again, not really. I feel like I loved it. It's Rick and Morty. I loved it, and I laughed a lot. But it's not. I don't think it's as rewatchable. Oh yeah, no. I've watched season one and two probably. I've seen each episode probably three, four right. times, mm. and they're just rewatchable. And this is, and I think the more you watch it, the more you'll pick up some of the like. Yeah. Oh, well, like the final so, episode, which is just so fast paced and yeah, just and so you're insane like, hey, you... what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, but um, it's it's interesting that you mentioned yeah whether you've tuned into Harmon and if you had watched Community because you watch Community and it's Community is a big um you know starts off very generic and uh, sort of like a formulaic type yeah. show before mm. season three, which is just Harmon <laughs> yeah. going off the rails. And I adore season three yeah. because, because you've had that season one and two to build and up And I think that's it. the beauty of Dan Harmon, though, is you can watch either Community or Rick and Morty as is just, just watching it. It's funny. That's awesome. It's an awesome cartoon. Or you can be like, you know what? I'm going to get really get into this yeah. and rewatch it and get all of the references and, and get the jokes, as they say. Yeah. Um, and you have that option. So, like... Do what you want. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, do what you want. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. That's yeah. what I want to do. I want to. I, I do want to sit down and watch it and just like when I got into community, I just started watching it first. I just yeah. went, let's just. I'm not going to throw myself into it. And then I did a little bit of it. You get so absorbed. And in you have all moments the you go, oh, that's mm. clever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's really clever. That? Yeah. that took three seasons to actually come into fruition. Pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Just avoid the gas leak year. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Good. Well, I also watch it just based on the the voice acting. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely no. incredible. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. He can do two characters having a conversation. Just like, oh, so he plays Rick and Morty. And Morty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. And who is it? Pro- What's his name? Uh, Justin Roiland. Right. Yeah. Watch, watch it if you it. want to, Rob. Yeah. I do want to. I do want to get into it. I've just got to get through all my other things that I'm watching at the moment. Yeah. Mm. I've got a lot of watching to do in the next yeah. week. Welcome to the world of podcasts. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I yeah. need to like step up my nerd game, I'm oh, realising. I've had to step it up as well. My like, goodness. There was, a, there was like a point where normally I'd watch something, I don't like it, and I would oh, stop yes, there. I know what you're there about. was a spin-off <laughs> of Doctor Who this year called Class. Mm. And I watched the first two episodes and went, this is a piece of shit. I will not watch any more of it. And then Sandra said, well, we're going to review Class. And I went... Uh, <laughs> so I had to sit through. I did a whole week to watch the remaining Yuck. six episodes. Mm-hmm. God, it was hell. <laughs> no, I was joking. Um, um, all right, so we still have many things to talk about, and we will bring them in into future episodes because Jen needs to catch up, so she's not. Mate, just thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, next time, hopefully, we can uh, all watch uh, Blade, Blade Runner, Runner. twenty forty nine, mm-hmm. yeah. which has got critical acclaim and has just bombed at the box office it hasn't bombed it's done fine it's done fine (laughs) fine yeah it's 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 never a good word because it opened alongside kingsman yeah which oh, just after Kingsman, I think. Just after Kingsman. What else has opened? I don't think anything else has opened No, it's just recently. a case of it's, people just... It's, it's a lot more mature. Yeah. It's a three, nearly three-hour film. It's three hours. It is um, MA here, R in America, which does always mean it doesn't... Cuts out, much yeah. But the budget is on the level of like a, like a PG-13 type film, which right. is a big problem. Like Logan, for example, was 50 million. It made, I think, tr- triple that. Yeah. This is... I don't know the exact number, but like around one hundred million. Yeah, and then and they've opened. It's opened very soft, as they call yeah, it. It's only made like they're expecting about forty-five million in its opening weekend. It only made like thirty or yeah, thirty-five, which is a shame. It's doing well okay. overseas, but yeah, it's just a case of 
Um, there's been a little bit of backlash as well about um, how poorly written the female characters are. Okay. If you watch the original one, the female characters aren't as well written. That's the world that they've created within. So they're keeping true to that, but that's still something you can change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And it's been good to see all the you know press junket stuff with uh, Harrison Ford bagging the shit out of Ryan Gosling <laughs> yes. and him taking it like an absolute trooper. Um, yeah. I've always been in the Ryan Gosling camp. I think yeah. he's a cool dude. Look, I think uh, you know, I, I look down upon him because he is the it guy and I'm mm-hmm. always suspicious of it people, but everything I see of him interview-wise, he's very I go, good. Yeah. okay, he's quite cool. All his recent films have been really good as well. Love the nice guys. Mm. Flawless. Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so not flawless. He's gone, he's gone, he's gone from two, st- two thumbs up to one. <laughs> in a blink of an um, eye. And like La La Land was... Uh, I mean, it was Oscar bait, but it was good. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah. It was good. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a Gosling fan. I'm excited to see what he does with this one. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing how they, you know, explain all the uh, all the uh, things left over. I'm from, just ready yes. for the Jared Leto to redeem himself from uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> he has so much work because he's do. incredible. But I'm just <laughs> I've got a sour it. taste in my mouth. But is he Jen? Yes, is he? He that can good? be. Lo- that's the thing. He has to get the right material, the right script, the right director, the right supporting cast for everything. To, yeah. But, no, but is he Rob. able to pull something out on his own? No, he can't. So, as always, we want to hear what you think. Uh, send us feedback at feedback.nerdout at gmail.com or on Facebook. Uh, links are in the description. Plus, if you have anything you want us to review or talk about, uh, send us the title over and we will give it a shot. Also, you can listen to us on iTunes and feel free to leave a review. So, yes, we'll be back very, very soon with another exciting episode. Jen will be back to join us. Sandra if will you'll always... have me. Oh, of course. A round of applause for Jen Spears for coming with us here. Thank you very She's much. on the journey now, and just like with the TARDIS, three is the best format. It's, it's a magic number. <laughs> oh, God. Sandro, thank you so much for having us here. Um, but we'll be back very soon. But until then, don't forget to nerd out. You were just listening to Nerd Out, episode 13, featuring Rob Lloyd, Jen Spears, and me, Sandro Felcher. We'd like to thank RTI and the Ace Radio Network for allowing us to record in their studios. This has been an improbable podcast production. Their views expressed are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the network. The opening and closing music of this show is Denial by Dark Shadows. No copyright infringement towards any of the topics we discuss was intended. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Make a change. <laughs> Fuck off. Just back. Fuck off, James Gunn. Take it out. It's called subtlety. Be subtle, you fucker. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was oh so, my God. so funny. Don't you get it? It's a... F- oh, yeah. It's Sylvester Stallone. But Sylvester- it's not his dad. It's just oh. his dad figure. He's Mary Poppins. Sylvester Stallone is so good in that film. I look like Mary Poppins. That's right. I'm Mary Poppins. <laughs> Which obviously exists in that universe. <laughs> that's fine. Well, yeah. Well, well, Peter Quill would have seen it. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda.